from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Hey, folks, it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We're glad to be with you. Brian Blessing, Kenny White. We're in Las Vegas. Mark Lawrence is going to check in a little bit, too. We always check in with Mark down in South Florida. Get our take on what's shaking in the NFL. And, boy, oh, boy, I mean, you talk about some big developments. We had quarterbacks go down, backups, teams coming off a bye. Uh, Kenny, we'll get to their game specifically in a little bit. Tennessee's at the Rams. But, boy, you get a big story at the beginning of the week. Well, two big stories, right? We have Aaron Rodgers with the COVID deal we'll get to. But Derrick Henry having foot surgery, they're holding out hope. Maybe he gets back for the postseason. But what a punch to the gut for a Tennessee team that I think really was built for the playoffs with him. Yeah, no, we talk about that every year. When you've got that, he's the best running back in football. There's no doubt about it because of his speed and power, that combination. And that offense is set perfect for him. I mean, they don't. They know what works, and they use it to their advantage. And in the playoffs, you got to be able to run the football, and that's that's why that is a, a team built for specifically the playoffs. So uh, they'll take some losses here and there in the regular season, but playoff time they're going to be tough. But not now, not now. That's that's a big injury, a two point injury for a uh, for a non quarterback. That's a that's a big one. This is going to be odd, I think. And I'm leaning one way, and I could be dead wrong, but maybe not. Generally, oh, my God, Derrick Henry's out. You know, what are they going to do? And when you see a big injury and you think it's correlated to the total, that the totals would come down in a weird way, Kenny. Henry's absence, I could see Tennessee totals actually going up and them being a dead over team in that Tannehill's going to have to throw it more, throwing it to, you know, Brown and company, and the ball's in the air a lot more which may end up meaning because Henry would just churn yards out, six-minute drives. I bet you there's an extra three, four possessions. Now, let's say, let's say an extra three possessions for not only Tennessee but for the opposition. Henry's departure could actually mean more points. It really could. This defense is so bad on Tennessee that Henry makes the defense look better because he keeps them rested and he keeps them on the sideline. Without Henry, that defense is going to be on the field more, which mm-hmm. is going to be more points against them as well. No, it's an interesting dynamic, and I think it's something uh, that would bear close watching. And again, we'll get into all these teams' games specifically, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, the COVID deal, and you know what the ramifications are going to be for that down the road is a much broader story. But the instant impact, you know, that game was basically pick Green Bay at Kansas City. Kansas City's been a mess. They're very fortunate to be the Giants. We'll get into the game itself, but let's just start from your perspective, the power ratings, the drop-off, Aaron Rodgers to love who gets the call. Yeah, I had a seven-point drop-off, so it pretty much mirrored the betting line. And I was kind of surprised because a lot of times uh, with that big of a difference, they don't move the number a complete seven points. A lot of times it's anywhere between half of my number and my full number. So I thought this might have been a four, four and a half point adjustment. That's what you would have seen the Chiefs. But that adjustment to seven was the full adjustment. And I think it was the right move. Hard to lay seven and a half with Kansas City when they're struggling. And it's amazing. It's the same topic, but one that you would go the other way. Henry's out. Maybe the totals are higher and more points are scored. Rogers out there, no doubt about it. This is a different animal, probably uh, the conservative nature of the play calling. But a suggested total that we had seen, Kenny, of 53 and a half. And that Green Bay KC totals down to 48. 
Yeah, that, that's a big move on, on that game. That was a big drop-off. And, you know, they actually the high number I had on Sunday night was it was bet up to 55 and a half. And then when they made this adjustment, they adjusted the total a full touchdown as well. And then Kansas City, man, we'll get into them in just a second. That's one of the odd ones. The other one from a power rating perspective, Tyrod Taylor returns. In Houston, it's just been – you know, it's it's a dumpster fire how bad they were. You and I had the discussion that maybe there should have been a home and road number for Houston because Mills could do some things at home that he just he couldn't get a first down on the road. But lo and behold, Tyrod Taylor likely coming back in the game. And the irony of irony, all the talk, Miami, Deshaun Watson, it didn't happen. It was a quiet trade deadline. We're seeing Miami six and a half, and the total is 46. We can actually, let's do this game now, but let's start with, Tyrod Taylor, this might shock people. I'm going from memory. You may have told me this earlier in the year. And here's the irony. You said the two biggest drop-offs in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, were if Aaron Rodgers was out, and he is, and the other one you said was Tyrod Taylor not playing was the biggest drop-off, the second biggest drop-off. Yeah, it, at that point it, it was. It's now the third biggest. The, the second biggest will be now Aaron Murray to Colt McCoy if Aaron Murray wasn't to play. So that's that's about a five-and-a-half-point drop-off. This one, a four-point drop-off, but it's still big. And to your point about Houston and Davis Mills, at home, they're three-and-one ATS. They get outscored on average by 4.5 points per game. On the road, one-and-three ATS, but they get outscored by 26 points per mm. game. How about this? At home, they average scoring 22.5. On the road, they average 7.3 points per game. Total 46 and a half. We get 20 seconds, can't even. 46 and a half. I don't, I don't know where the points are coming from. Taylor's shaking off rust, and Tua can't stretch the field. I, the under That's good my to agreement. Yep, yeah. A total agreement there, Brian. Uh, I, I, other than the defenses are, are not very good, but these offenses are just so bad. All right, we're off to the races. Great power ratings information. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. When we come back, we did Houston-Miami. We're going to go through the entire menu on the NFL. We're thrilled you'll join us uh, on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Can he be back in a bit? Mark Lawrence coming up in the next segment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, we're back with your Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 159. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot in Vegas. And we love talking football with our bud, Mark Lawrence. PlaybookSports.com, the information is spectacular. The midweek alert, the newsletter, all the goodies. Mr. Lawrence joins us down in Miami where Deshaun Watson did not arrive, Mark. No, that sort of would have been a a unique story all into its own with Miami hosting Houston this weekend. How ironic would that have been if uh, he'd assigned, uh, he'd have been on the Dolphins sideline instead of the Houston sideline, probably not playing, but nonetheless, it never happened. And I think a lot of people were disappointed in the National Football League trade deadline because not a lot of things happened. No, it was all quiet on the trade deadline front, to be honest with you. But um, to that end, 
What is the Miami mindset now? Yeah, they're playing Houston, but two is not looking over his shoulder anymore. But boy, this is a season they had high hopes, and it's it's been ugly, Mark. Yeah, it's been terrible. And you know, the truth of the matter is, you can't pin it all onto a tag of Viola. It's been the lack of coaching. Brian Flores has done a terrible job this year. And uh, the lack of performance out of the other players in the team. Tua's carried his own. As, uh, if you look at his QB ratings and his numbers, they're not bad. Uh, they're not going to lead you anywhere, but they're not bad. Uh, but I still feel that we're going to see Tua out in a new quarterback in here for the start of the 2022 football season. All right, the big news, well, two big news. And let's start with Derrick Henry, not part of the equation for the Titans moving forward, I mean, I know they'll hold out hope. They can get to the postseason. Maybe there's a way he comes back. But now you're asked to go take on the Rams in L.A. without him, and the Rams are laying 7.5. The total is 53.5. Should we not thoroughly discount Tennessee's chances in this spot? I don't think we should, and I think there's been a bit of a reaction, overreaction to the fact that one, Henry's not there, and two, the Rams are this mighty defensive force since they signed Vaughn Miller. And, you know, they've got these three future Hall of Famers now starting in, on the defensive side of the ball for the Rams. But I think there's value to Tennessee in this football game, and they've played games before without Derrick Henry. It's going to put a lot more onus on uh, Ryan Tannehill for sure and Mike Vrabel to come up with a good game plan. But I think the points are attractive for a football team that's playing as good as anybody in the league is right now. They're coming in here off three straight-up underdog wins in a row, dressing what, again, as another underdog in this game. So I guess maybe they'll have a Rodney Dangerfield thought in mind when they take the field on Sunday. All right, Mark. Uh, Aaron Rodgers now out with the uh, COVID-19. He will not play versus Kansas City this week. How, how does the big, red, well-oiled machine ha- handle this? I mean, it's, a, it's quite a drop-off from Rodgers to, uh, to Jordan Love, right? Yeah, we're seeing it dramatically in the spread of the game. I think it's moved seven or eight points. Uh, you know, and he is that good of a quarterback. There's no question about it. But this is also going to fall to a, uh, another point that I love using handicapping, and that's rallying around the fallen star with the new quarterback. We saw it last week with Cooper Rush for Dallas. We saw with Mike White for the New York Jets. And now Jordan Loves finally gets his chance uh, to make his first start in the National Football League this week. I think with the overreaction because of the price in this football game and the fact that Kansas City is not playing good football, that's only evident. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of value to the Packers in this contest. Mark, your brownies. Cleveland's at Cincinnati. Bengals two-and-a-half-point favorites. Totals 46-and-a-half. Cleveland, a mass unit finding a way to hang around. They're just treading water till they can get healthy. And then the Bengals spit the bit against the Jets. How do they react? This is interesting because you got Cleveland looking up at Cincinnati inside the division, and you know it's the Browns now who need the game in the worst of way as opposed to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's loss dropped them from the number one seed to the number five seed in the current playoff picture where the Cleveland Browns fell out of the top seven seeds in the current playoff picture. So this game does loom large for the Cleveland Browns coming into the game. But 
Uh, Cleveland's at a point right now where it, it can be a little bit stubborn, but I don't want to back football teams that right now are swirling, and the Browns are swirling. And until they can play a good, solid football game, get the win, get the cover, and play the game well in the stats, I'm not going to chase them. I've, I've seen that before in the past, and you can end up uh, chasing yourself to the poorhouse doing something like that. There's something not right with the Browns. Uh, I don't know if they've announced yet, but they will, that Odell Beckham's going to be released. Uh, I don't know if he's been a cancer in that locker room or what the situation is, but uh, I think they're ironing things out as we're speaking here right now. So, like I say, until Cleveland puts that game together here, I'll be looking at the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, so let's talk about the teams coming off a bye this deep in a season. Um, you get Baltimore a little freshened up. Some of these teams coming off the bye. Baltimore's home to Minnesota laying six. Uh, Minnesota can't get it done against a backup quarterback. How do we treat this one? Mike Zimmer has really, really uh, been up against it this football season here. He's been involved in so many close call games, and uh, you know that'll probably be the, uh, the RIP and the tombstone at the end of the football season unless <laughs> they get this thing turned around. Uh, you know, a little bit like what was Anthony Lynn and the Chargers, and what found uh, helped him find the exit door as well. We're seeing the same thing going on with the Vikings this football season here. Baltimore's playing a really good brand of football right now. Their defense is starting to come around, which is not good news for anybody in the league. But I'm going to give Mike Zimmer one more chance, uh, especially uh, until he finds out that he cannot stay competitive in a football game. There's a difference between the Browns not being competitive and Minnesota losing and being competitive. And right now, Minnesota is still competitive. I'm going to grab them plus the points in this game. i got to ask you, Mark, we're so accustomed to seeing Atlanta and New Orleans play track meet football. That's just the way when they get together, that's what happens. New Orleans is a six-point favorite. Simeon's at the helm. Atlanta is, you know, they are what they are. But when these teams get together, it's usually a track meet. But we're seeing a total of only 42 and a half, which it just looks foreign to the eye. And I, I know I'm just looking at the two names, Atlanta, New Orleans, 42 and a half. That just don't look right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look right at all. But, you know, obviously there's reasons for that 42-and-a-half. You know, numbers before in the past saw Drew Brees throwing the ball a lot to Michael Thomas, which we're not seeing anymore coming out of the New Orleans side of the the field here. Um, But what you do have here, I think, favoring Atlanta in this football game is the fact that you do catch New Orleans after having just beat the Super Bowl champion. And there are oftentimes letdowns in football games like that, especially when they hook up in a division game the following week. They're just 13-27 and 27 to the spread doing just that. And I don't know if Trevor Simeon, uh, I know he's been a former starter quarterback in the National Football League before. He got a, uh, all that good playing time last week when uh, Winston went down. But even in his best games with the Denver Broncos, he was never that good of a quarterback. I think the huge edge lies in Matt Ryan at the quarterback position in this game, and I'll be backing the Falcons. Hey, Mark, you mentioned Mike White. What a performance by him. Is, is this sustainable? Not that he's going to throw 400 yards every week, but, but are the Jets a better football club right now with him rather than Wilson? No, I would say no. Uh, they were better last week without Wilson, and we know Wilson's learning on the job. They didn't know what they were going to get out of Mike White. The world didn't know what they were going to get out of Mike White, and he put up a, a, a game of the ages. I mean, he wasn't just good. He was spectacular in the football game. 
I don't see spectacular written in Mike White's career moving forward, and I think they'll, <laughs> I think there'll be a regression of some sort here sooner than later for him. So, you know, that could show up here Thursday and against the Colts, who lost a football game they should have won last week, and I'm sure they'll take that thought out of the field with them when they host the Jets on Thursday. Terrifying, man. I mean, we're second half of the season. Let's have at it in the NFL. Um, the information, playbooksports.com. Mark, tell them about all the goodies you got. Well, we're doing uh, three newsletters as we're speaking right now, Brian. Our weekly playbook football newsletter, our weekly midweek alert statistical newsletter, and our NFL total tip sheet, all available online at playbooksports.com or in Vegas. You can pick up copies at our friends at the Gamblers Book Club. He's our dear friend. He's the one, the only, Mark Lawrence, playbooksports.com. Always, always a treat for us to pick his brain and talk football. Loving it. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Greedy Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network, one of our favorite shows of the week. It's the NFL edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, where we get to call on guys like Mark Lawrence. Thanks to Mark, PlaybookSports.com, great information. And right here in Vegas, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. We're going to go through every game on the menu. At the top of the show, you heard Kenny do the deep dive, power rating information, drop off from certain players, what it means to sides and totals. All that information is available, Kenny, at your site, your newsletter, the selections, all the goodies. Yeah, thanks, Brian. A uh, lot going on at KennyWhiteSports.com right now. Uh, you mentioned the newsletter. It's $9.99 for the week. It's loaded and packed with information and power ratings in four sports, NFL, college football, NBA, and NHL power ratings for every sport. And then you've got the, uh, the, the, the uh, power ratings itself that you get that uh, email to you each and every week. So a lot of great stuff. And again, the picks are there. Great experts on the site that have been winning all year long. And it's uh, a lot of, lot of good things happening at Kenny White Sports. A lot of free stuff too, Brian, our Sunday night video. Well, that's uh, power wanted, the uh, opening line report. I wanted to talk to you about that very briefly, a little self-serving. You and I do this. And, and we've been doing stuff together since 2005. You've been here forever. But one of the very first things, you know, the, the, when we started doing the broadcasting side of things, I think this Sunday night show in time is, is going to be a really big thing. We come on after the Sunday night football game, and because the games, a couple of them tended to run along. So basically we go midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific time, KennyWhiteSports.com. You and I first look at the numbers for next week. We do the advanced numbers, what they were, because these numbers are hung now on a weekly basis. We get the advanced number, the results of the game that then leads to the opener, but most importantly, Kenny, and listen, we want to be right with our selections. The one thing we can virtually guarantee you, we'll tell you where the number's going to go. 
And the one thing that show will do for folks on Sunday nights is get them the best of the number. No doubt about it. We're, we're trying to get you in the right path, lead you where that number is going to move to. And uh, several of the games we've talked about this week, I know we talked about Tyrod Taylor coming back and telling people to take the seven on Houston. Uh, a lot of, lot of injury information throughout the week. And we've, we've uh, pushed people in the right direction on that show. All right, let's get into the games now. We'll go through them all. We already did Houston-Miami. Thought the points, a total of 46 and a half, looked a little on the salty side there. Let's go to Denver's at Dallas. And this is a number that Kenny's ballooned up to 10. Uh, the total's 49 and a half. Cooper Rush, the Cowboys get a win against Minnesota. Uh, they got to be feeling good about themselves. Maybe a little fat and happy, but maybe not. And then Denver... They trade Vaughn Miller. We see this number at 10, total 49 and a half. Clearly a Prescott in number. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and he has been upgraded to probable. He is playing in this football game. Um, yeah, amazing uh, that Denver would get rid of Vaughn Miller. Uh, my, my feeling is this is still a playoff. This is a team that still has a chance to win the division. There had to be a problem there. He had to be disgruntled. He had to be bad for the locker room. Sometimes teams get better. Uh, addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. I think this is the case for the for this Denver team. Now the Dallas Cowboys are seven and zero ATS. Um, I'm going to jump in front of that Cowboy Express. Uh, how, how many? How longer can they go? They just played a, an emotional game without their starting quarterback on the road at Minnesota, hostile environment, and they pull out a win for Cooper Rush. How exciting that was! And now you get your quarterback back. Now you relax and let down because hey, the guy's back. We're going to win. Just walk on the field and win now. We can just, win without him. So I just look at it, Kenny, and I would say, and, and I, I hear you, okay, if, if you're going to jump in front of the train, which is fine, um, I think it's correlated. I mean, if you look at Dallas, you know, that offense is clicking. Maybe it's Dallas in the over. But if Denver is indeed covering this number or in with a chance to win, they got to shorten the game. No doubt. That's a good point. And, and they can. They have the running game to do it. Uh, they average 4.5 yards a carry. And if there's a weakness – on the Cowboy defense, it is the run defense. They average 7.3. Uh, their, their pass defense isn't good either. Their pass defense allows 7.7 and almost 300 a game, but some of that could be in garbage time. But you're right, Denver on the year, 6-2 and two to the under. Uh, so if they are going to win, this, total, this game should stay low scoring. Move on to Minnesota at Baltimore. Baltimore, six-point favorite, totals 49.5. Okay, Minnesota, again, doesn't get it done against the Cowboys without having to go against Prescott, boy, some of the games, this is not a bad football team. They just can't get out of their own way. But then Baltimore, Kenny, coming off a bye and a beatdown at the hands of Cincinnati, does this number get to seven? Um, I don't think so. And that just seems like such a high number against a Minnesota team. I think there'll be plenty of buyback um, at six. I don't even know if it gets to six and a half, Brian. Uh, you mentioned Minnesota just can't get out of their own way. They're a team that very easily we could be saying a six and one right now instead of three and four. So um, I'm going to say the numbers probably hit its high point and you're going to see some buyback on the uh, Vikings. This is an interesting one with some gray areas. And that is New England taking on Carolina. New England laying three and a half on the road. The total's 41. We'll call that the consensus. Jones is doing good. Belichick's Belichick. They frustrate the other team's offense. They frustrated Herbert. But I think we could be looking at McCaffrey's return here, Kenny. And is Carolina, if that's the case, everybody's all in love with New England at the moment. They've done a lot of good things. 
this looks like a bad spot to New England for me. Yeah, and you're laying three and a hook on the road. Um, I, both teams are four and four. Carolina got off to a good start, but obviously have sputtered late. New England got off to a bad start and has gotten better. So I do understand it's two teams headed in in opposite directions, but I just don't have that big of a, a difference between these two football teams. So um, I'm going to lean to uh, Carolina. I think this one could be correlated as well with a total of just 41 and a half, and it's a very low total. Carolina six and two under on the season. That could be uh, worth uh, the parlay there, but you got to make sure that uh, Matt Darnold plays. There is a solid three point drop off to PJ Walker, and Walker did look terrible last week. This game could be a maybe just an under bet if Darnold doesn't play. This is one that's just, it's, it's something you just don't want to be doing all the time because it just doesn't work. That's laying double digits in the NFL. Buffalo 15 to Jacksonville. The total's 48 and a half. McKinney, the Bills, I mean, they're cashing tickets for people, even laying big numbers. They were still on the bye for the entire first half against Miami. They were awful. And then basically it ended up being semi a miracle cover. It was the last play where Buffalo was just going to start kneeling down and run the clock out. It was the last possible play from scrimmage. And Allen, you know, ran it in a touchdown and they covered against Miami. They played so bad in that game. They're not taking Jacksonville lightly. I bet you McDermott put them through the ringer this week. And I don't know if Jacksonville's ready to run for the bus on Urban Meyer. It'd be the Bills or nothing for me. And I know it's a stupid high number. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't lay up to the fact that uh, Buffalo did not play their best game and still won easily. Those players start to think, man, we're not even playing good football and we're winning by two touchdowns. And now you're up against a Jacksonville team who just was blown out by Seattle and everybody knows how bad they are. Mm -hmm. I really think they're thinking Jacksonville, this is another bye week. We're going to go in there and we're going to win this game easily. And um, it could be a little more difficult just for that, just for that fact. But Jacksonville's not, not Jacksonville's a horrible football team. So yeah, Buffalo should be able to name the score, but will they? That's the question. Right. I mean, the, the gray area. And again, it's like a, a Dr. Phil thing is, you know, what are the, what's the player's mindset with Urban Meyer? And you, you wonder, you know, how, how long this lasts because it's not been pretty. Yeah, no, after his incident in uh, Columbus, uh, they didn't back him up. They lost badly uh, that mm -hmm. weekend. So they, they, they didn't come to play for him and doesn't look like they are. Uh, they may have given up on him, and it might be a game the Bills just steamroll him. You know, I, the Bills, I think, are the best team in the AFC by far now. Uh, with some injuries, with Kansas City not looking good, with uh, Henry out. Uh, the, the Bills are by far the best team in the, in the AFC. They're going to host the championship game. They're going to be a seven-point favorite in the uh, AFC championship game. So I said, I got to go get some Bills money to win the Super Bowl and win the AFC. Hey, we're not, They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's exciting. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, we're not rocket scientists, but we're not dumb either. Uh, the Cincinnati loss to the Jets did not shock either one of us. We talked about it on the show last week. You're fat and happy. You're feeling good about yourself. But all of a sudden, a team that's always been catching points was being asked to cover 11. Not only did they not cover, they lose the game outright. Now, since he's laying two and a half to a beat-up, mangled Cleveland team who's coming off a loss, totals 46 and a half. It's been, you know, it's been kind of a Disney movie for Cincinnati so far. Let's see how they respond this week. Yeah, you know, and I, I love to get uh, um, some affirmation from other sites on, on where they have Cincinnati ranked. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'll give a shout out to, to two that I, I have high respect for, and that's Football Outsiders, who does a great job. And I love to use their information. And they've got DVOA ratings, which are defensive value adjusted. Um, so they adjust ratings to their, uh, your opponents and who you play. 
They rank Cincinnati the 21st team in the NFL. They've had Buffalo number one since the second week of the year. And by far, it's not even close. Now, it's the, the gap's starting to close it up a little bit, but Buffalo's been number one for seven weeks. Cincinnati's number 21 in the NFL. So um, I, they're a below-average football team. They've looked great in times. They pulled an upset, but, hey, they lost to the Jets. So What are you doing I, with Cleveland with all these injuries? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, well, they did get shoved back. Uh, Mayfield looked, Baker Mayfield looked fine last week, but they do have uh, other injuries on that offensive line and on defense. That hurts. But this Cleveland team is the better football team between these two. Uh, it's a game that I've teased up. I took Cleveland plus uh, over eight and a half in this game. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. The information is spectacular. We're racing through the NFL menu, and there's so many subplots and interesting stories. we got a lot of games uh, we want to get to, and we're glad that we've got a guy like Kenny White to call on, and we've got the rest of the menu in the NFL. It's coming your way next. We're glad you're with us. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, the Sportsbook Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. It is Brian Blessing, Kenny White with me. We're talking NFL Football Series 159, the Sportsbook Radio Network. We're going through the NFL menu. And I mean, I got to, for brevity's sake, I, I, we have to go relatively quickly because we want to get to all the games. But first and foremost, just a tragic, tragic story in Las Vegas. Henry Ruggs, I, what's this kid thinking? Driving 156 miles an hour, Kenny, on a street that you and I have driven a thousand times. He shouldn't be going 40 on that street, and he's going 156 miles. Fatal car accident. His career's over. He, he, he's going away. It's a yeah. sickening, sad story. And, well, you know, you're thinking about the, the loss of life. The poor, innocent woman sitting in her car it doesn't make it home. You know, yeah. it, it's sickening. And we only have so much time. So, I mean, first and foremost, there's that. <laughs> yeah, our, our, hearts, our hearts go out to the 23-year-old woman that lost her life. and such a tragedy and we as you said we don't have a lot of time to talk about it because we both could probably talk about this for a couple hours the bottom line is please do not drink and drive ever call an uber oh my lord and by the listen kenny i mean one real quick thing the raiders you know in this community you're relatively new you're still trying to get embedded in this community and you had the John Gruden thing a few weeks ago, and now this. Yeah, it's such a such a catastrophe. It's a, this is just a shame to me that this happened here in Vegas, and it's very sad about it. Please forgive me because now we transition into sports, and it's always the hardest thing to do after you know our thoughts and prayers, and it's just such an awful story. But then we have a game that you have to deal with, and then we'll talk about the game. The Raiders coming off a bye, they didn't want to buy because they were feeling good about themselves. They won a couple of games in a row. And yet the Gruden distraction, it was the week leading up to his dismissal against Chicago. Now you've got this. The Raiders cross country to take on a Giants team that gave KC all they could handle. I don't, I don't like the Raiders at all. No, I don't either. I was feeling good about the Raiders. I liked where they were headed. I, I really felt like the Gruden situation brought them together as a team. 
they were a divided locker room going into the bear game. There was Gruden fans and there was non Gruden fans. And those guys were divided. But after the week ended, they started to get all the information and started to get the text messages and found out what he said for years. Every guy on that team felt John Gruden must go. He must resign. He did. They were all in agreement. The team played together the next week. Amazing game. They, they back-to-back weekends. They played their best football the last two weeks, and now you get this situation. That I don't know where their heads are going to be. And the Giants, let's cut to the chase. The kid doesn't jump offside on defense. They get an interception. They're probably beating the Chiefs. No doubt about it. They, they played their hearts out. That was the best game I've seen their defense play in a long time. Put a lot of pressure on Mahomes. And, uh, you know, Vegas traveling across country. Uh, playing this game is going to be a tough spot for them now. All right, we got, we got to move on. But I'll tell you one thing. I wonder if the Giants didn't give the rest of the league a little blueprint on how to slow down the Chiefs because KC could do really not much of it. Uh, four weeks in a row now, I think everybody's kind of given a blueprint to them. The, yeah. the Tennessee, Tennessee shut them down, held them to three points. Oh, that's fair. That's a good point. All right, let's go to Atlanta and New Orleans. Simeon, the quarterback, horrible. I mean, now we know why the horse caller calls a call. I mean, it's a very dangerous play. The Simeon kid gets the nod here. Six points, six and a half. New Orleans favorite against Atlanta's total was 42. That just don't look right to me, Kenny. Anytime I see Atlanta and New Orleans, you're thinking the total's in the 50s because they always play track meets. I felt the same way about this game. And um, I, I'm still wondering if how much Taysom Hill plays in this game. Uh, still listed as questionable. And I think he's the better quarterback out of the two, Simeon and Hill between the two guys. I know Simeon just beat Tampa Bay. That might have been an overall team team performance in that game. So I do agree. I thought this total was a little low. You know that Sean Payton is going to come up with some wrinkles. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons defense is just horrible. Number 30 in the league. Their strength, if they have a strength, is their offense. And their strength is Matt Ryan, the quarterback. I agree. I, you know, it, it's an, a weird dynamic because I know you're a big, big believer in, in New Orleans, the quality of depth on that football team. But that's a big blow to them, losing Winston. And they get bad news. They lose uh, Michael Thomas. He's now done for the year, will not play this year. It's not as bad as the other situations because they haven't had him the entire season. And I think he was a distraction anyway, Ken. And I was, I was hoping he came back. The guy is a great receiver. But maybe if he's a distraction, not a good thing to have. So, uh, maybe it's, a, again, addition by subtraction with him. This one's uh, – the next one is a number – it's a function of, I think, the recent era in the NFL. Based on results, you get these skewed numbers. It'll be very interesting to see what your ratings would be. But uh, you get the Chargers off a loss to the Patriots, and it's not like Belichick hasn't frustrated quarterbacks before. And Philly pounds Detroit. All right, big deal. And here we get the Chargers – Laying one and a half, two on the road, total in the game's 50. I, I don't know. There's not a doubt in my mind uh, common sense is going to prevail here, and I think this number gets to three. I think the Chargers are clearly the better football team. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think it gets to three. Uh, Chargers are a better team on both sides of the football. Uh, number 11 on offense, the Eagles number 23, and Chargers 16th on defense, which I think they're far better than that. Their pass defense is great. Uh, and then the number tw- the Eagles defense number twenty three. So I've been saying for weeks, Eagles blow average team. I had Detroit last week, but again, I think that was a game Detroit just ran out of gas. Every game they were in, they're playing for their coach. Uh, they just didn't have anything left in them. They need a break, and uh, this is the this is the bye week. They're they're getting their break this week. But in this game here, I think the Chargers 
this line has been adjusted for one good Philadelphia game over a Detroit team that just didn't show up. So, yeah, I, I like the Chargers in this spot. All right, we talked about the ratings and the drop-off, Rodgers in or Rodgers out. But let's talk about the game specifically now with the Chiefs laying seven and a half. And the total's 48. Kenny, I mean, I'm of the belief it, you know, it's a hostile environment. That's the hard part. First road start, very tough place to play against the Chiefs. But I think Love can come in here and play well. Yeah, he's got some talent. I, li- I liked what I saw in the preseason out of Jordan Love. And, uh, you know, he's, he's continuing to grow as a quarterback. He's learning from one of the best. And it hasn't, you know, it's been done before. We watched Tom Brady come off the bench for, for a guy like Drew Bledsoe. What did he learn from him and, and made plays? And it, it shows – one thing that I know that Jordan Love's a good quarterback, Matt Wells, his coach at Utah State, got hired by Texas Tech because he had a quarterback named Jordan Love. And he just got fired by Texas Tech. And everything I read, he is a horrible football coach. And one guy made him a one guy got him a million dollar contract or a couple million dollar contract. So a horrible football coach got made look good by a quarterback, and it's Jordan Love. And this guy can play. And I think you're right. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna make some plays. This Kansas City defense still very well below average. I've got to believe the biggest. I mean, oh yeah, Houston's awful in the, in the bad teams. But from a preseason ratings perspective. Has Kansas City dropped more than anybody on your list? Yeah, maybe. They're down to number nine. From number one to number nine, and I could drop them further. I mean, now, you know, without uh, – if I take uh, Rodgers out of the equ- – oh, I'm sorry, Kansas City, if I take Mahomes out of the equation, mm-hmm. it's like a six-point drop-off. They would be number 22 in the NFL. They'd be, they'd be the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, you think about it. I mean, the Giants really had them on the ropes, and what a hole Kansas City would have dug for themselves, but they got the W. All right, Arizona's at San Fran. Cards laying one. Total on the game is 46, and this is one of those deals where it was a great run and a great way to start the season, and they're unbeaten. And the last thing going into the bye, Murray throws the pick, and then the game gets away from them against the Packers. Extra time to prepare for this road division game? Yeah, I think that's big. Um, one, they're one pass away from being undefeated. Uh, he throws the interceptions, they lose the game. He throws a touchdown, they win the game. It's actually, it was on H.J. Green. I mean, how could a wide receiver at the two-yard line and he's running a fade route not turn around? Right, right. That's that, and exactly true. So it really wasn't on Murray. Um, San Francisco coming off a big win uh, last week, but still a team that's kind of beat up a little bit. Arizona is just better on both sides of the football, and uh, their defense has been tremendous. Uh, number two in the NFL, the 49er defense is number 13, but they're number 15 against the pass. I think that's where Arizona can make some numbers in this game. They, they have played once already, 17-10 win in uh, Glendale uh, three, four weeks ago. I don't know what it is, but it seems to be an annual deal, Kenny. San Francisco's got talent and they've got depth. They just can't stay healthy. Yeah, I don't know what it what it is, but it, it's just I think it's like the roll of the dice, you know, or the flip of a coin that you can flip heads ten straight times, but you know it's fifty percent the next one. I, I think the injuries across the NFL. I don't think it's something that they're doing differently. I just think they've just been a little unlucky with it. Maybe they go the next four years without any injuries. I'm just going back to that first game you said. 
17-10, and I'm just double-checking that. And That was Trey Lance. That was Lance. What was the total in that game? That was Lance's 40, first start. 48-and-a-half was the total in that game. You know, how much do in the NFL where you always get the rematch in the division, we see the difference in the total. It's, it's three points lower. Is, is that mostly because of what, how the – I'm sorry, forgive me. The total's 45 and a half. It's down three. Is that a function of what the first game was? Yeah, it, it, it is. It's a function of playing somebody for the second time that you know a little bit more about them. Mm-hmm. So second games in the division usually average about one and a half, two points lower. Let's go to Tennessee and the Rams. And we had the discussion on the difference, uh, what Tennessee's going to be without Derrick Henry. Rams laying seven and a half. Total on the game is 53 and a half. Oh, let's get to Tennessee in a second, Kenny. The Rams, and I know you're you're a big, big believer in these guys, and, and you've been in talking them up, and they've got the record that justifies it. The, on, the only cautionary tale I would have is they should have lost week two to Indy, and they did get thumped by Arizona, so what? Uh, but I, I, the Tampa Bay win's a really good win. Other than that, though, Kenny, they beat in Chicago, Seattle, who's no good, the Giants. The Lions and the Texans. I mean, that's my only pause for concern is who they've been beating. Yeah, I will give them a little credit for the Seattle win. Russell Wilson was the quarterback that right. day. And they were just a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Seattle, good home field. And they won the game by nine, and they really dominated the right, game. Right, they did. They dominated the game. So, uh, you're right. The last three games, Giants, Detroit, and Houston, man, they got the bottom of the barrel of uh, the NFL last three weeks. Are they ready to step up in competition here? Uh, at home, under the lights, uh, good spot. Titans losing Henry. And this number was only adjusted up one point. Remember the beginning of the show, I said I had Derrick Henry worth two points. The number went from six and a half to seven and a half. And uh, I think they maybe uh, adjusted, didn't adjust high enough for this game. Well, and you mentioned the total. You let you think it's an over game. Well, their defense is terrible. They rank 22nd in the NFL defensively. And now they're up against a Ram offense, who's number two in the, in, uh, the NFL. Well, I mean, and the real problem is, too, I mean, you, you make Tannehill one-dimensional. I mean, you know, picks and uh, short fields and all kinds of different things come into the equation. You know, it's, it's a really, you know, intriguing and then, dynamic. Then you got a guy in Tannehill who, who is experienced enough to put up points in garbage time for you. Ah, good point, too. So the backdoor cover yeah. is another thing maybe you got to take into account. All right, we got one game left, Monday night game. We're going to take care of that when we come back. It'll be our final segment, our weekend version of Vegas Sportsbook Radio talking NFL football. It is always a treat, and couldn't have better people jumping on board to do this. Kenny White's going to come back with us, and we'll put a lid on this one, another edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159, Sports Group Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we're back to wrap up Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our NFL edition, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. We've got the Monday night game to discuss, and it's the Bears at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, six and a half. Total on the game is 40. 
Hmm. Pittsburgh's a public team. Kenny, the O's have been. I know it's no great shakes this year, but this one sure looks like it's going to get the seven. Yeah, I think it will. You're right. Uh, well, you know, Chicago, I always get confused. Not confused. I, I get caught off guard that there's a lot of Chicago money uh, every week. The Bears are a very popular team, and they, they do, will draw money. So these are two very popular teams uh, uh, across the country. Um, this is a defensive battle, obviously, by the total of 40. It came down a half. Um, from 40 and a half was the original early opener. Uh, defensively, I have the Bears number eight and the Steelers number nine. Offense, the Bears number 29 and Pittsburgh number 22. We know Roethlisberger struggled all year. Uh, we know the Bear offense has struggled all year. You know, it, it, the total, the one thing I would look at, lack of familiarity, you know, it's a non-conference game. Pittsburgh, you know, had to go, go for it and, and beat the Browns in a low-scoring game, and the Bears offense is inconsistent. I bet you there's points in this game. That total's low. I feel like these two teams should be playing with leather helmets. <laughs> Chicago yeah. versus Pittsburgh. This is the game of the week, Monday night football. And they're both, they're both under teams. They're a combined 11-4 and four to the under this year, the two. The offense struggles. Chicago's averaging 14.4 points a game and Pittsburgh 19.5. That's, that's 30, 34 points combined. KennyWadeSports.com, the newsletter, the selections. And, again, I hope folks will join us Sunday nights, midnight, Eastern, 9 Pacific. Kenny, uh, the opening line report, it's really it's a good show, and we'll get people the best of the number, and we're having, we take pride in that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, come, come on to the website. Uh, watch the uh, Sunday night show. I think it'll get you a lot of great information after you, after you watch the Sunday night game. We'll fill you in and let you know maybe stuff you, you didn't know what happened during the day, or we'll also fill you in on which way we think the line's going to move. Thank you so much for doing this, Kenny. It's always a weekly treat, and we invite you to join us weekdays, 2 to 4 Eastern, for Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thanks to Kenny White, Mark Lawrence. Thank you for joining us, Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. There's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid. And stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.